0: Welcome to Divorce Diary Show Podcast. I'm Michelle Traina, the creator of Divorce Diaries. And before we get started, I just wanted to, sh- to show some love to my Twitter 5 a.m. writing club friends followers supporters on twitter um i have a friend deborah foster her books are deborah this community on twitter is amazing and it pumps me up when i get up at 5 a.m to write go follow deborah foster at deborah clayton f on twitter deborah you can read her blog and the inspiration behind her stories she also writes picture books and recently won a picture book award for a wip manuscript go go deborah go go God, Deborah. Um, also let's see Seth Halloway. He just followed me. He writes out of the world sci-fi at S Halloway, Twitter, fashion King, seven, seven, seven. So that's fashion King, seven, seven, seven. He is, um, I'm giving him a shout out cause him and i have been going back and forth about our coffee love. And he is a Bostello fan. So many Bostello fans here. Um, I'm trying to see who else got uh, Jesse Marquez just followed me. I have a ton of uh, film festivals uh, who shout me out. I I know they're all looking for submissions are great. I just ain't got the money right now to keep submitting. I got, I got a a budget. Um, So this is just a Twitter shout to my 5am writer club. I love it. Um, There is such a good amount. Oh, let me shout out to, uh, this new writing platform too and by the way this is not any sponsorship i just want to take the time to show some love to these people that show some love to me on twitter there's a it's called the writing um the writing end i believe hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, write the writer's lift do you guys hear about this the writer's lift helps everybody uh get this stuff moving. Right scene, the right scene. Um, and let's see Chronicles of a Single Dad. I uh, hope you come to the San Diego show. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's do some quick, uh, Twitter follow-ups, uh, with my favorite tweets shortly. Uh, here comes the episode of a Divorce Diary show podcast, baby. Welcome to Divorce Diary Show Podcast. I'm the creator of Divorce Diaries, Michelle Trana, and welcome. I have my Cafe Bastello in hand. I got my phone on my left side. The sun is brightly shining into my window that I look out of at 5 a.m. and say, I just need five more minutes. But I did three days this week. I got my butt up at 5 a.m. If you don't know this about me, I joined this – not I mean, join. This 5 a.m. Writers Club on Twitter. I was like, what's this about? People get up at 5 a.m. right?" write. And it's actually most productive for me. It's actually the most – um I'm at the, the highest peak, I feel like, of focus at that time. Although I will say, I was never diagnosed with ADHD or anything. I definitely have some kind of ADHD, OCD, where I get overwhelmed, distracted, and obsessive over things that take me away from my goal. If you feel the same way, hit a like, hit a send me an email. I want to know your thoughts. T- tweet me at Divorce Diaries divorce diaries show, but the at tweet is at divorce diaries with an extra S because when I originally got my Twitter account, someone already had that. Okay. Anyway, so I sometimes wake up and I can't get up at 5 a.m. because I don't know what to do first. My brain's a little overwhelmed. Um, I'm allowing stress into my brain as opposed to letting myself like just take in the gratitude right? I wish gratitude came first and then any things we had to quote unquote worry about came after, but that would be then a perfect world, wouldn't it? Perfect world would be no worries or concerns. But here we are. This week, I had a lot of back and forth with getting the goal of getting more gigs, right? So I got uh, three Divorce Diaries bookings, uh, uh, but I also lost a part that I was supposed to play in a SAG film. And I want to share this story because if you were an actor who's listening to this and or an entrepreneur or somebody that, you know, is a freelance gig, they called us during the uh, pandemic, what do they call us? A gig worker? It makes us sound less than, right? That we're entrepreneurs. Fuck that, man. Come on. So if you're a gig worker or you freelance or you have your own business, or even if you're at a nine, quote unquote, nine to five, if you've ever been taken advantage of with your contract or your money, I want you to listen to this. I was, uh, cast in a SAG film and I never received a contract and they told me you're going to get your SAG card. We'll get a Taft Hartley, this whole nine yards. So this was back in April, I believe, or actually I believe it was March. And months go by, and every month the producer um, is telling me, you know, how how it will be next month we're filming. And it'll be next month, and it's going to be this month, and we'll get the contract to you. He's working on it. Text her. She's working on it. Cut to, sept- cut to almost September now. I need you to – or no, cut to July. This guy is texting me also random things about the film, but, like, dialoguing – to me as if we're producing this film together and i'm i have like four lines in the script so i don't even understand this so i finally say please stop contacting me when i am and he he does he gets a little nasty with me because i said to only contact me through my manager because at this point it's uncomfortable for me to keep talking to this guy i told the writer and the writer was like kind of trying to play neutral and saying, no, no, we have the contracts. No, no, as far as I know, all this stuff. And I like the writer a lot, but this producer is became more and more foul as I tried to get my – I got my manager involved, who my manager didn't get me the job, but he wants to stick up for me and stick up for what's right uh, as, as his client. So my manager spoke with him and said, you need to get her a deal memo. We need a deal memo. This is so that we know that she gets paid. Um, A lot of people don't like to hear that, like, when we say that to their job because they're like, well, of course I'm going to pay you. We don't know that, though. Like, I would never take offense if someone said, I need a deal memo, and I was hiring them to do divorce diaries. Of course I'm going to get you a deal memo. Why would I not? It, it's just odd. And he, so, cut to last week. He sends the dates, still no deal memo, and I said, yeah, send a contract, a deal memo. What he emails my manager is i'm gonna read it fuck it let's see what he what he emails my manager a long descriptive run-on set excuse me it was a run-on sentence so that's not a deal memo you know expressing your thoughts about me and and filming in a run-on sentence that is not a deal memo that is you needing to go back to your therapist or your doctor to, under, to to figure out how to communicate to people. And I'm not even joking, at one point I stopped when I was like cursing this guy out and said, "Wait a minute. Is is he got some is there something that I don't know about him that he has is he I'm trying to phrase this correctly because everyone knows I teach kids with special needs, I work in the special ed community, my daughter's a IEP and all this stuff. I started to think maybe this guy has special needs I'm not aware of. No. So we're going to read the email he sent. Okay. So the first email, and this is supposed to be a deal memo, I guess, but it's not, it's just a paragraph. Here's the situation. We originally wanted to shoot on the 20th. However, insert a celebrity's name that we don't even know is attached to this project is in town for the last week of August. So there's a chance we'll be shot on the second of September with rehearsal in the first mandatory. It was originally a blank name a country, film studio film, and a large portion of the movie was already filmed in blank blank. But since the war we moved our team blank blank. Okay, so you probably just figured out he was talking about Ukraine. He's saying it's gonna be it was going to be filmed in Ukraine too. Okay, fine. My director said the SAG contract will take another four weeks Or so to complete, that is false. I don't. I worked on a sad contract, and I worked on getting a sad contract for my film. Now with the budget, I don't know the other budgets, but I'm almost positive that doesn't make any sense. And when I asked a, a person who was on the film originally, and she still is, I think she told me that they're still looking for funding. I don't know what the I don't know what the truth is, but this email goes on. And it says Michelle is non-SAG, so she would get paid a certain amount of money and then get another waiver or Taft-Hartley into SAG. This was also false information because he told me I was just going to get my SAG. He was going to get me a Taft-Hartley. We have many well-known actors in the film and are requiring more as the filming goes on. The filming has not started. So what, what are you talking about? Call me if you have any questions. If she does not want to appear, the film the film if she does not want to appear the film just let us know in advance so we can get some name to play that role he writes this also when our entire production is safe from the war and in america we will be producing three to four films a year with our next one called two nobody is asking you those are that information okay so he keeps going on um and then so this, this is not a deal memo. This is basically a, a, a dig that you're lucky you're even still cast in it, right? That's how you take it. Okay, so my manager writes back, uh, we just we need a deal memo. It has nothing to do with Michelle not wanting to appear in it. I've told you from the beginning she's wanted to, right? Well, let's see. Uh, and so he, this guy, this producer does not like the fact that we want to deal, like we didn't say anything nasty to him. He, my, my manager didn't say anything nasty to him. He's like, she needs a deal memo. And he wrote, um, he wrote a long, long, okay. He wrote a long email to my manager and it says, oh, wow. I didn't read this just now. He said, I am very happy about decision. We don't let scum in our family. You can do whatever you want. I'm sure they will understand an Academy Award nominee doesn't work with scum. I knew once I heard your voice, my decision was the right one. He sends this to my manager. Uh, (laughs) And then my manager manager says, I'm going to notify SAG. Since you gave us an offer in writing rescinded, I'm sure they will have something to say. And then he goes, we're going to pass... Oh, I guess, okay, so I see, he says that first. Oh, it's crazy. Um, I, this is, I'm looking at the way the email is written and it's just nuts, okay. He said, we're gonna pass. I have less stress hiring named actors. I've been in this industry for 40 years with more credentials than most. Okay, first of all, if you've been in the industry for 40 years and you have more credentials than most, you wouldn't say that. And you would not be giving us a hard time to have a contract. I usually just pick up the phone and work deals with much trust. And of course, paperwork is done. So then why isn't our paperwork done? But right now I'm under the gun because I'm moving a production and a production company from Ukraine to America and overwhelmed as it is. Hey, we totally get that, but no one's telling you to shoot then next week with no contracts. I'll call one of my friends who is, who are established names who I can count on. I only had a week before more shooting occurs. And honestly, I never worked harder on any film in my life with the circumstances. We will keep her in mind for our next film after this one, which is called two. By that time, I'll have plenty of time to go back and forth with people and things will be in better order. And that's when he started to call my manager scum after my manager's like, fine. Uh, uh, he, he wrote me a text message too. That was pretty foul. Um, so this guy is supposed to be a producer and he's calling my manager scum and he's pretty much implying that I'm scum because uh, he has worked with named actors who give him less problems. I, all, all I wanted the whole entire time was a contract that he failed to deliver. So how are we scum? Cause he thinks that he's being questioned about paying us. You are being questioned about paying us because most people that start a job have a contract in place. Most, if not all, unless it's my best friend who's like, can you help me move? And I'll Venmo you $30. I'm 40 years old. I'm not taking a job without a contract. I've been working hard as an actor for years. Even when I was doing it part-time and teaching full-time, I still don't have any kind of agreement in place. I don't work unless there's an agreement in place. It's just protecting yourself and having respect for yourself. And this guy just totally, I totally felt bummed and felt shitty, you know, even though his words mean nothing, they still hurt, you know, like I have less problems with named actors, you know, then I go on Instagram and I'm looking at all these comedians who have spots at New York comedy club spots at the stand. And I don't, I have, you know, my show at Broadway comedy club, which I'm super grateful for. Any stage time I've tried to get that can coincide when I don't have my daughter, I get. I worked last night uh, at a restaurant upstairs working all new material for divorce series, which was great. But there was nobody there, was just me. So I had my own rehearsal space, you know, which I'm thankful for. But I have to pa- pa- pave a different journey for myself. And sometimes I can feel very doubtful Some sometimes, you know another Twitter shout out to my boy pizza dough body workout coach. Okay. He did a retweet of my, my Sylvester Stallone's wife sent uh, file divorce file for divorce and Sylvester Stallone. And so I said, she's saying alimony. And then Dan pizza dough boy workout coach said, Adrian alimony shout out to my boy, Dan. More favorite tweets of the week from my producer, David Vox Mullen, who is the producer of the TV series. He wrote, real men don't send unsolicited dick pics. Real men usually commission an artist's rendering. David Vox Mullen, everybody. And this guy's words were definitely hurting, even though it was clearly his own issue. I spoke with the writer, and the writer said that he had said my manager you know, had threatened him. And I laughed. I said, well, that's a lie, but I, I can't tell you that. Cause you're not, you, you don't have to believe me. I know that's a lie. My manager would barely could barely step on a bug. He's such a nice guy and he's asking for a contract. I said, and I was CC'd on all those emails. So there was nothing there. And I read the writer, the text, and the emails that this guy sent. And if the writer is bullshitting me and, and telling me, Oh, cause the writer said, I, I am actually concerned after hearing that. I'm sure he doesn't really care because it doesn't have, he's getting paid. He's getting paid something from this producer to be able to stay with this producer because this producer is not well. Okay. Um, And so that whole thing put me in a funk this, this, I guess in the middle of the week. And, you know, attacking as many auditions as I've been attacking and and not booking anything yet. I booked um, a commercial back in June and I've been just, hailing away at auditions and I've booked some comedy spots, but no actual acting spots. So, you know, I'm questioning my ability Uh, and I, I know my ability is good and strong, but it's just, I'm like, I'm questioning what the problem is. So this didn't help, you know, and I literally the next day got two emails back to back. San Diego was booked my manager called me and said I had another booking in October. And I think um he he solidified two and then I solidified San Diego. So it was great. I have three. Um I have San Diego. I'm going to be a divorce diaries is gonna be at the Mike Drop Comedy Club. Um supposed to supposed to be a catch a rising star at the end, beginning of uh, beginning of October? I have to ask him. I think it's the end of October. Yeah, no, the end of October. And then um also, I have a, another separate standup gig in, in September as well. So I was thrilled. Now the, uh, amount of energy that I am putting into all these acting auditions is exhausting and, and I'm worth it, but I want to book something. So I'm, I'm questioning what, what is wrong, you know, with my submission. So I don't know, we'll see, see how it happens in the next week. I, I added a new acting reel. Uh, I did get Requests. I've been getting requests to submit self-tapes, which is great, but I'm not getting the part. So that's where I'm like, something's not right. I'm sorry. I'm not paying for a ring light. I have a lamp that I use. And maybe it's, maybe it's, is it my skin? Is it my makeup? Like right now I don't have any makeup on. I'm using the light from my bedroom, from my window. And I think that this is great. I don't want to put heavy makeup on for these auditions. So whatever makeup I'm using, I don't know if that's what it is. Who knows? Okay. So working without a contract and in this industry and in whatever industry you are in and and making sure you don't settle for less than what you're worth, you know, this is the big part of life, right? And divorce is a contract, right? it's totally saw the hair under my arm, So if you're still tuning in, I apologize. I have to shave just a side note. Have you ever let your hair grow so long that, you know, you can notice it when you look down? Yeah. I'm going to shave tonight. I bought one of those $2 razors, which is pretty darn good. Um, considering no one's will be touching my leg anytime soon. Okay. Know your worth. Make sure that you don't put yourself down if somebody backs away because you ask for a contract. When I say that, it's easier said than done because I definitely feel like, oh, so I was being the difficult one when in reality I wasn't. But because the guy got so defensive about a contract, it made me feel that I was being difficult when in reality I wasn't. And if it is true with the other girl texted me that they're looking for um, they're still looking for uh they're still looking for funding then he lied the entire time. I want to give another shout out to fashion king seven seven um let's see what other people I have on my Twitter that are just doing amazing things. Oh, you know what? I probably should just leave this at the beginning of the episode. I should do that right guys all right so i'll I'll go back to my Twitter in a second um. So this Jewish divorce doctor doctors what is a doctor for? This this do, I'm so nervous when I think of him. Okay. This uh divorce rabbi is going to be on on Wednesday unless he cancels again and then I'm going to fucking give him a little piece of my mind. Uh no, I'm kidding. Um he was actually on my live on my Instagram and he said something to my manager that pissed off my manager and my manager was listening. And my manager has told me you should date a Jewish guy, and Noam was like, "That's because he wants to date you." I was like, "No!" what's My man, my manager was pissed. He's like, "I am your, you know, manager," and I, and I I was busting on Noam. I'm like, "Don't say that. That's not appropriate." So he apologized. But Noam and I are totally flirty on the Instagram live. And then, but maybe he's, but like, so I am going to bring up to him, like, let me ask you a question. He lives in California, by the way. Oh God. So he's long, long, he's far away. Let me ask you a question, Noam. If I come out to California and I am single, which we know I will be, um, and you come to my show or we meet up for coffee or something, motherfucker, you better come to my show. I'm coming to your area. Um and it goes, well, what in your head, do you already have a limitation on me? I'm, I'm just here for a couple days. She's not going to be anything but a friend with benefits. I would never date Michelle because she'd put me in her material. Um, she probably is too neurotic for me. Like what in your brain? Like, Sam I'm already putting myself down to how awful, um, because that's how I, I feel like I've been engaging with these men that make me feel that way. And that's my own thing, you know? But I'm going to ask him, I'm going to be like, so in your brain, if we hit it off, are you already putting me in a category of only friend with benefits or just a hookup? Like, is there something in your brain that would put you in that way? Or would you say, hey, I would I would date her. I'm just curious. And also I watched the Paris Hilton documentary last night and I was like at one point scared to go to bed. And another point, I just felt I never thought I would ever feel bad for Paracelton and, and in my life. And I don't have anything against her. I think, I think she's. I think especially after now watching that documentary, i I'm, I'm, you know, if not motivated by her actions to keep fucking pushing ahead, it, it, it is a documentary that was very depressing about what could happen to a child who goes to one of those, uh, you know bad behavior camp things and it it's it's real like i have i i watched it and i was like, yeah there's so many out there like that and it's scary because no matter how quote unquote bad a kid is or how troubled they are they're acting out you do not do anything to them that's going to make their trauma worse it was it's i was so depressed watching that but Because I because her parents were like aware. Well, they weren't fully aware of what happened. But anyway, the whole thing I I would recommend that documentary but watch it during the day because I didn't want to go to sleep afterwards. Um, And, you know, you see like hurt. You see hurt, pain, anxiety behind this woman's eyes. And then her ex-boyfriend, she's married now to like a better guy. I'm happy for that. But sure, this guy she was dating was like a, literally, it reminded me of when I've dated guys that almost ruin my set because of what the kind of anxiety they've caused me. This boyfriend was causing her such anxiety, throwing a fit, throwing a fit right before her DJ set. She was crying. I felt so bad for her. Anyway, my friend Liz is calling me and I'm going to take the call in a second. Let's see what she has to say about, um, this Jewish, uh, this, I keep calling him a Jewish doctor. He's not a Jewish doctor, the rabbi. Hold on one second. We'll be right back. Okay. Um, Liz was going to pop on, but she's got a lot, she's got some stuff to, to handle, uh, back to schools coming up. I'm nervous. Um, I don't, I'm more nervous. I'm more nervous because I just want my daughter to have a teacher that's kind and caring, And doesn't tell her nasty things. Um, What does that mean? I I was a full-time teacher. And there's teachers that talk to kids in ways that's not super nice. And then there's teachers that use appropriate positive reinforcement phrases. I make a joke about positive reinforcement. But it is actually very helpful for kids like my daughter who has social emotional processing challenges sometimes. AKA she's also very sensitive like her mama. All right. So we are going to see more of Divorce Stories this Wednesday with my special guest, Noam. And um, you guys, if you are listening to this, it's it'll. I will post the video on Wednesday of this week. That, that is, I think, August 31st. So stay tuned for more. If you are in the New York City area, September 18th at Broadway Comedy Club, San Diego, November 6th. Um, And then check my website for the links for uh, other shows that I will be doing once the tickets are live. I'm very excited. Keep living your happily divorced after. And remember ask for a fucking contract. (laughs)